And hey, everybody, we are live on Facebook. At least it's what my computer's telling me. Yeah, you got, got you got the audio always, up. Always, uh, I'm always gonna do that. But <laughs> uh, well, we have a, a special show to get, do today. But let me get everybody up here. As you know, uh, Tom Campaign is always mm-hmm. with us. Uh, seeing someone in studios, I have to have him on. That's part of the contract. Oh, yeah, you know. you don't have to. <laughs> Uh, and then we have a very special guest, and I always say your name wrong, so I'm not going to, I'm just going to say, Mr. Terrence from AMR. <laughs> Thank you. So, <laughs> but, uh, we had you on, you pointed out it's over a year ago that we had you on. It was, so this is, uh, this is the sequel, right? <laughs> yeah. The, the semi, or the, the first annual repeat of AMR right. setting the record straight again, <laughs> what we're going to be uh-huh. doing today. Uh, so let me get my little dashboard set up as Tom is starting the Facebook party. And of course, here I on Facebook, you. I see that. Uh, but here on Facebook, you like to leave questions. Uh, we will ask those. Look, you did it. Too. I had it muted. It was supposed to be yeah, muted. I don't know what happened. Excuses. That's I blame Thomas. I blame Thomas I for blame, that. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, the business. This is nine one one studios. Let me put that up. If you'd like to come and record in the studio, we definitely focus on EMS and public safety, those kind of things. But anything you'd like to do, we have rates and we can help you with that. Uh, and then secondly, if you would like to come and talk about things going on in the EMS industry, uh, in your community. Uh, at your job, anybody we talk about. I mean, I've put out the invite to, to Terry and all of Dunwoody if he wants to come say his record straight. Come on, Terry. Uh, we, we've, we've put out all kind of – Transparency kinda, project. Uh, Jim, so y'all come Anybody, on, yeah. Talk. So we, we – on EMS Underground, we ask the questions, and we look for somebody to bring the answers that knows what they're talking about. And uh, we're not getting a whole lot of takers on that except uh, Terrence. One. I got Terrence today. Terrence ain't scared. We've had Larry here. Yeah, and Larry Chad. Well, yeah. So, well, Chad didn't really set the record straight. Well, hey, he talked he about the pension. So that yeah. was some interesting stuff. Well, but, we need uh, the record straight about pension so. because EMS needs pension. We do. We just need to be all millionaire, independent millionaires and run our own ambulance companies, right? Well, you are, so why don't so. you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so we're just going to jump right in as you're doing your advice. I've, I've got everybody up here, and it should be set. Uh, so Terrence, according to all the, the headlines, I say, why do you hate DeKalb? Why do you make it your personal, <laughs> according yeah. to the CBS News, why is this your personal vendetta to burn DeKalb EMS to the ground? Yeah, well, <laughs> first, let me, let me thank you guys for, one, doing this show, and two, having me on. Um, it's, it's, it's a privilege to be able to um, speak to people from the industry that understand what's going on. And, and also, you know, I think the bigger calling here, uh, and, and I appreciate the invite, um, was for our EMTs and paramedics that are yeah. uh, that work the street, right? So I talked a, lot, a, a little bit about this last time, but you know these guys do incredible work. You know they're out there saving lives. They, you know the EMTs, medics. You got the dispatchers working. You got the VSTs working. They're doing a phenomenal job. It's not a slow county by any means. Right. Um, they do a great job. They go home with some sense of pride, but to turn on the news or read the paper of something that that that's not you know quite clear and spun in another direction is disheartening to those folks. Yeah. So um, as I left the door <laughs> for uh, out of DeCab, our DeCab uh, station today, I did have a number of employees that were very thankful for this. They, they thought, thanks for going out and, and uh, setting the record straight. And so we do it for them. You know, we do it for yeah. the employees. We do it for the, for the citizens of DeCab, just so everyone knows what truly is going on. Because in the past year since we last talked, 
Well, a lot's gone on. A lot of improvements gone on. A lot of inquiries have gone on. Um, and a lot of media has gone on. So I uh, appreciate yeah. the ability to come here and actually tell you what really is going on from the operations perspective. And we've, I, I've enjoyed following it through the, the particular meetings that happen, the EMS uh, council meetings that happen, and asking those questions, you know, coming back for watching, but watching the process of, okay, a problem was brought up, and now we're actually going to look at it and see how it works. And then, you know, we've covered that for the whole year. This has actually been going on since last a year ago, spring, because it was like March, April when we started hearing this, and it popped up again in the summer. Then you said you came in August, yeah, and August. You, you started explaining some of that, because we're, we're going to ask you again about the, the um, response times and, and done winning, those kind of things. And then, so it's been over a year since then, and it's still not quite fully put to bed. It's like... 98% there, but it seems like Dunwoody still want to get out of bed and ask for a glass of water. You know, it's almost locked down. So, but what, what has changed? I know I asked you personally before, but here on the show, there was an issue with response times, right? That was the complaint that the response times were too long. What has AMR done since then to help with that? Yeah. So look, we've, we've been engaged with DeKalb County since uh, 2013. Uh, so it's been six wow. years, uh, six years, six solid years. Um, uh, with them. So year over year, we've had continuous improvements. You know, we've listened to uh, the public, we've listened to the media in the past year, and we've ramped up those efforts um, in, in partnership with DeKalb County Fire Rescue and with the county itself. Mm -hmm. um, so in the past year and a half, while um, all this scuttlebutt was going on and inquiries, you know, we decided to keep focused on continuing to improve. We were listening to the input, continue to improve. So a lot of things have changed um, in DeKalb County. Uh, first of all, at the beginning of this year, um, we've been working with DeKalb County's dispatch center, um, and now we have a consolidated center where the county fire rescue dispatchers are not only dispatching their fire apparatus, but they're also dispatching the ambulances now as well. So how so, was that different than before? Because I wasn't very familiar with how it worked yeah. before. How, what so, was going on there? You know, before we were implant, AMR had implanted dispatchers into that communication center. So the call information would go from their CAD, right, sure, electronically sure. to ours, and then dispatched. Um, now it's directly into one CAD, so there's no transfer, right? Okay. So it happens directly now. So, so it's a little faster. It's a little faster. And uh, them on the deployment plan and looking at the analysis and figuring out where trucks need to be at what time of day uh, and, and put that plan together and assist them in, um, in managing that plan. So, um, I, you know, I think there's still some things that are they're working to improve. There's some other um, 911 centers across the county that are doing their own thing, meaning when you call 911 in certain parts of the county, you don't get the county dispatch 100% of the time. Okay. There's some areas where you call 911, you may get, uh, I think it's called ChatCom um, or another 911 PSAP. They'll take that information and then transfer it to DeKalb County to be able to dispatch the resources. So there's still some things, you know, some fine tunings in the system. Um, sometimes there's you know, some problems with that, but we were looking at making sure that everything is as seamless as possible. So that, that, was, that was one big change. Yeah. Um, since we last talked, we've, uh, we've added stationary units into the north, north part of DeKalb. Brookhaven, Dunwoody. And they're dedicated to that area. And they're dedicated to that area, yeah. right? So right now they have, I think, two ambulances 24-7 plus a fire transport unit 24-7 that are manning that, 
that area and do not get pulled until it, it is absolutely necessary. And have you seen the new run times and things are Oh, approved? it's incredible. So just in, uh, we were looking at city by city, but um, just in Dunwoody alone, their average response time now is just over eight minutes. Wow. Phenomenal, uh, right? So those guys are doing a super, super job. So you're saying to achieve under nine minutes, you got to put a lot of trucks in one area to make sure it works. To make sure it works, right? So, yeah. and, and, and let's be clear on the metrics, right? So there's different ways of measuring things. There's a 90% of the calls. That's some, sometimes people say it's an industry right. standard. There's average. You know, in Metro Atlanta, it's a hodgepodge of how they measure things, right? Some places are on average. Some are contracted. Some not at all. So, um, but we're really proud of the, the improvements uh, there, uh, as well as um, we've invested in our employees. Uh, we've, um, we've hiked the, the uh, wages in DeKalb County. Now DeKalb County paramedics are, as far as we know today, the highest paid paramedics in Metro oh, Wow. And um, so we have a, you know, a, a, a scale. So if folks come in with no experience, they start somewhere between $22.50 and $23 an hour. And then if they come with experience, it, it goes it's, it goes higher yeah. than that, right? And if they come over from another agency and they prove that, um, we put them on a scale. And, and these guys are um, are are doing really well. They're they uh, as far as uh, we're seeing and hearing, they're really happy to work in DeKalb. They love DeKalb, and uh, um, so those improvements uh, continue to happen. Well, I, I've told this a bunch of times. When I left the field as a medic with tons of experience, I've been a captain twice. I was making ten dollars and twenty-five cents an hour, and that was as best as I was going to get. It felt like, and I mean, granted, that was two thousand six, yeah. seven, somewhere in there. Uh, but now, I mean, you're talking about twenty-two fifty, possibly. I was in the same boat, hour. right? I remember yeah. making eight twenty-five an hour, yeah, and figuring yeah. out different combinations of ramen noodles, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. No, there's some leftover hot dogs. Let me chop that up. Put it in ramen noodles. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's been, <clears throat> excuse me, it's been tough. And I know, <clears throat> I haven't, I'm bad with names, typically. I'm good with faces. But I've met a number of your team that come to the meetings, like I go to the meetings all the time. And I asked you at the last one, and somebody else answered. But I found, that's what I learned. Because I was asking, well, at your peak, how many trucks you have on the road? Because I know at one point, it's up to 50, but y'all seem to get it managed down. But you're changing a truck, which means you're putting new people onto the street every hour. 24 hours a day? So this, the way the schedule's built, it's not like a typical hospital uh, arrangement where there's Where 7 a, to 7, 7 p, right, yeah. And at 7 o'clock, there's shift change, right. right? So, yeah, they they start anywhere from 4 in the morning all the way to trucks that start 10 at night. Um, so we try to make sure that, one, they're not coming in during peak times, right? Because right. we don't want our employees to go through that traffic um, yeah. and that sort of thing. And also, we really fine-tune our predictions of where and when calls are going to happen and build enough resources um, to make sure that they're on the road during that given time of day. Um, you know, like I said last time, there are enough resources. Yeah, we, you know, we still some days do peak that high. Um, uh, it depends on the day, right? Sure, so right, right. Sunday is not like a Friday, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, the fleet of 55 ambulances, and, uh, you know, we peak 35 to 40. I mean, think about that. For just forty-five ambulances in one county. Wow, uh, that's a that's a ton insane. of work. Whenever you and look here, and we've got like three or four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. so it is a ton of work. It's it's become a science. Um, it continues to be an, an improving science. Uh, but we're incredibly proud of what what's what actually is today. It is good. And I've noticed too. I mean, we've talked about it, but one of the things that gets dropped in these articles, like not included or on the news reports, is how much.
more people live in Atlanta. I threw out a number to some people. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's in the 4 million range. Oh, my God, you're crazy. That's not, and then I heard on the radio the other day there, the new census was – well, we're about to do another one, but they do temporary censuses in between the big 10-year cent, and it's in the 4 million range. And there's a – what's the number? 80,000 people every year move into oh, Atlanta? Oh, yeah. I, I think that's low. I mean, one, you've got the airport, which is the busiest airport in, right. in the world. in the world, yeah. Right. And then in Atlanta, you're noticing all of these corporations moving in, manufacture, automotive manufacturers yeah. are coming in. The movie industry, right? This yeah. has become the yeah. second Hollywood. Um, yeah. And, you know, you go around town, and it is just hustling and bust. It's a great city, and it's attracting tons of people. What's going on in DeKalb County with all of the improvements all over the county? I mean, the, the, the county commissioners and the CEO, Michael Thurman, under his leadership – have really turned DeKalb County into a place that people want to go. Yeah. Um, so we're Unfortunately. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good for them. But good for them, it's, right? It's but so now we've got to deal with the issues, people. right? You've got yeah. traffic and the people, yeah. and you've got schools overcrowding. You've got ambulances and police and all, all that to deal with. And But they're doing a phenomenal job working through issue by issue uh, and, and improving that. We're a part of that. Uh, I noticed, so I do, a, I, I go to Midtown every Sunday morning and done it for three or four years now. And it would be that beautiful time on I-20, uh, past 285, and it'd be just four cars on the road, five cars on the road, and every Sunday morning. And, you know, sometimes you know an event was happening, it'd be a few more. Now for the past two or three months, it's like it's a Friday. It's mm-hmm. There are cars everywhere going there. And no matter what time of day, I mean, I, I imagine if I still do my – I do host some other things, and sometimes I'd come home at 1 or 2 in the morning – and it'll still probably be lower at that point on the major interstates, but from 8 a.m. to midnight, it is all the time cars now. And that just speaks to, I mean, in the cab, you've got part I-20, you've got part of a big, huge chunk of 285, mm-hmm. parts of 85 and 75, right? Not 75, but 85, I yep. think. Yep. So, I mean, it's that's just the main wrecks. That's not including all the side streets and all the house calls and yeah, and you know, you look, at, you look at the other day. I was coming down 285, saw smoke on the other side. It was a car fire, and uh, but they had to shut down the road. <laughs> so it was rush hour. Yeah. Shutting down 285 yeah. backs up the entire city, and it was you know it, it had to be done right. I mean, it was for safety, and they were doing the right thing. Yeah, but it backs up everything, right? We don't ambulances, police cars, fire. We don't have a special road, a special lane. Yeah. <laughs> so, Everybody has to figure out how to maneuver around it. Um, so, yeah. um, you know, we're, you know, th- and that's, that's, that's a challenge. And, we, you know, we try to do things that are smarter. We're looking at technology and looking at traffic patterns and, and leveraging, you know, ways and Google Maps and things that are doing predictive, um, <clears throat> predictive uh, traffic um, technology. Um, so that's, that's all that we're looking at and uh, evaluating continuously. If I'm not mistaken, I know you'll correct me if I am, I believe AMR is the second largest ambulance in the world, and the first largest in the United States. So we are now, uh, we are now the first largest medical transportation provider in the world. Wow! wow. Um, so I would say congrats, but that comes with a lot of burden. It, it, it's, it, you know, yeah. so the year ahead, it's like, and congrats. And, yeah, <laughs> well, that's what we're all saying, right? It, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Uh, it's um, it's simply a pleasure to be a part of this organization. Um, you know, AMR now has sister companies that are AMGH uh, branded air uh, operations. So Air Evac Brothers and Sisters mm-hmm. and Medtrans, um, and and all the other lines of service we delivered, we're we're a complete solution 
to transportation uh, around the world. So it's, it's phenomenal. Um, we had the hurricanes, a uh, hurricane that just went through. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, yeah, I was in Florida working, working through that, uh, evac helping to evac evacuate coastlines and that sort of thing, and the Bahamas got hit. Um, so after we were clear and, and saw that horrendous video, I mean, it, it's, you have to be not a human being to not be yeah. affected by that. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, cleared out Abaco Island, and it, it seriously damaged Freeport um, and hit some of, the, some of Nassau. Um, after that was done, we, you know, wrapped up our FEMA operation. As you know, AMR is the contractor for FEMA. So, mm -hmm. we're, uh, matter of fact, we a large cache of ours is right here in DeKalb County. Yeah, you got big um, FEMA output. So, yeah. you know, when we were doing our FEMA mission on the East Coast, they were all coming in through DeKalb. We were launching here um, and going into different staging areas um, throughout the state of Florida and even throughout Georgia. Um, but after that cleared out, you know, we, we saw that need, and our administration decided to uh, – put something together to help them out. And we're really proud of the fact that we were able to, one, donate a million dollars in resources wow. to wow. immediately. Um, and within days when it was safe That's to That's on do top so, of the FEMA stuff. Yes, AMR so FEMA was done. The U.S. Yeah. the U.S. is done, right? We cleared right. through that and we survived that. Um, and uh, then we began to focus AMR, began to focus, I'm sorry, GMR, Global Medical Response, began to focus all of our efforts and energy um, on the Bahamas and leveraging the air and ground nice. as well. So we were able to put helicopters wow. down in Nassau to be able to transport equipment back and forth. And just within a matter of days, we uh, rented a barge and uh, sent four ambulances and uh, pallets and pallets of supplies over. And we were able to um, have a partnership with the Bahamian government uh, where we're allowed to uh, transport that in uh, and able to get that to where it's needed in Abaco and, and Freeport. Um, yes. fairly quickly. Uh, last week, we sent a second shipment, another four ambulances there. Wow. With more wow. equipment, with partners like Medtronic and Stryker uh, and McKesson uh, donating supplies and equipment. It, it was, it, it's unbelievable um, that we're in a position that we can do that. Yeah. Um, but we're really proud of that fact, and we're really proud of helping our, our Bahamian neighbors. Um, I vacation there a lot. And uh, they're odd flex, the, but okay. Some of the nicest people I've ever <laughs> met in my life are, have, have been yeah, in We've there, had so. students from Jamaica and the yeah, Bahamas come yeah. out. Yeah. Um, so we're really proud of the fact that we were able to deploy air and ground resources over there. And they're there today, and they're helping them out. Uh, we're going to see them through. We're going to help. That. That's part nice. of our social responsibility um, as a company. And uh, we, our leadership has decided that that's the right thing to do. So uh, how much coverage of CBS hit that for you? Oh, zero. Uh, you know, big write-up in AJC about that, right? I saw, well, I saw one article about it because it had a picture of them loading one of the ambulances in, onto the barge. Yes. Yep. Yep. And um, I think that was actually like Jim. I think it may have been Jim's magazine or EMS magazine. I don't think yeah, it, was any, it wasn't anybody local that did it, but I remember seeing that. It may have been, I don't think it was EMS 1. I think it was just, EM, just the EMS. EMS magazine, yeah. the emergency medical service. I don't know. Magazine. I haven't seen anything. I didn't know until you had let us yeah, know. Yeah, just, I just saw the, you know, it. and it wasn't a long article. It was, you know, that had that <laughs> ambulance. It was on, you know, being loaded onto the bar. Yeah. You know, saying and, and to be quite ready. honest, I don't think we really st stopped to advertise this. It was more right. about but we need to get them help now, right? Yeah. It's like what we do on the street, right? You don't mm -hmm. stop to say, we're going to a pediatric yeah. cardiac arrest, right? You go there, you do the job, right? If, if you have good results, so be it, right? Somebody will find it. And yeah. so, um, you, know, that, you know, does it help us or hurt us? I, I don't know. It was the right thing to do. 
Yeah, sure, we could have advertised it more, but that wasn't. That's not the point. That's no, the point. yeah, I got you. Right. Yeah, uh, you the point is to help it. those people, uh, those first responders out there, um, do the job that we do similarly here. Right? Well, and that's kind of what I was getting to with the, the now the world's largest ambulance company. Uh, being that size, you're talking about going back talking about metrics and, and those kind of things and integration with ways. It do you does GMR or AMR have a tech branch that works like legit works with Waze as a company to develop your own software oh, to absolutely. do this. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, global I figured you'd have to, now. but yeah. I was curious. Yeah, we've got a, a hefty department. Everything's technology based, right? From our right. laptops exactly. to CAD. So, so we've become, you know, a specialty. It's like Disney printing their own paper. <laughs> so yeah. we've got to figure this out, right? So uh, yeah, we've got a, a, a tremendous um, bench of, of resources. Um, continue to, to add to that as, mm -hmm. as well. But, you know, now with the air and the ground and, uh, uh, and some of our other service lines, we're, we're looking, we're much more diverse and uh, we'll continue to look to strengthen that bench. Uh, you kind of addressed this a little bit earlier, but I like when people ask questions. William Rowe says, uh, would AMR do their own dispatch slash call triage? Uh, would it help with response and availability? And you kind of talked about how you were doing that separately, but now you're integrated into the cap and that seems to improve it uh, yeah you know and it, it's still a work in progress and i think you know we still have to uh improve some things and make some tweaks and that sort of thing and you know what the cab's committed to doing is doing this the right way right mm -hmm. so there are i've seen areas areas around the country that do dispatch different ways uh so what we are doing with DeKalb County Fire Rescue is making sure that everything's integrated, like I said, from the deployment plans. And so they're not dispatching ambulances like they would a fire truck out of a station, right? Yeah. They've got to move them around. So that's, you know, that responsibility they've taken on, but we've been supporting them throughout that. And I, 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 we've seen other systems or reports, I guess, from other systems that were uh, the fire truck gets, the call comes into one place fire gets dispatched and it a minute two minutes three minutes later sometimes then the ambulance gets dispatched because of delays or protocols or two different call centers where it has to go over and now they have to start the whole process over uh, so i like hearing that integration yeah yeah yep. plus honestly as an outsider I, I i don't know legally what i have to do to get the numbers but i like being able to go to something that you as a company don't control and go i've filled out all the forms let me see the numbers it's and I can source. do that. It's one yeah. source. It's completely transparent. Exactly. Um, we support that, right? If anybody wants to know what the times are, here they are. And, and we and actually, I, we've always done I that. I don't understand why some other services out there can't do that. I mean, you've got some where you've got conflicting numbers coming in. Yeah. Like, hey, what are the response times? Well, everybody's happy. The only response is, well, everybody's happy. Well, what are your response times? You said you were going to make this response time. What is it? And we know an EMS. Not everybody's ever happy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have saved a kid's life. and I can count on one hand how many lives I believe I've saved. And he was one of them, and I still got a complaint from the parents. Yeah, uh, you yeah know, exactly. You know, that, so we know that's never right. true when you say yeah. everybody's happy. That's yeah. not a thing. Well, it speaks to the reason we do this job, right? We don't we yeah. do not do it for the accolade, right? And you yeah. slept great that night. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, right. I was good. So, but, yeah. but having, you know, transparency is, like, key to make Absolutely. things better. We're not going to make anything better if people are fudging the numbers. If you know that's just not going to help the entire system. It's going to hinder growth. It's going to hinder getting the care to the people that really need it. Well, at that I, time. I, and absolutely, I think we've got to take. You know, I've had this conversation across the industry here in Georgia with different EMS leaders. 
Um, but the data is what helps us improve, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, if we're not being transparent about the numbers, we're not getting to the root cause of what issues may be. We're not getting to, you know, to talk about how to improve the system if we don't have a, a, a sincere, honest baseline of data. Um, and so that's what we've done. Look, if there are areas that, you know, and DeKalb, we've had issues there. It's a, when we look at the data and find out where the problems are and get a group together, we, you know, we've got uh, regional EMS councils that are full of experts that are, um, that are incredibly mm -hmm. powerful. Um, and we, in, that, in that group and the people that attend those meetings are hospitals and, and yeah. folks, stakeholders in the, in the, in the community. Um, that's where, you know, that group of mind, minds can get together and solve issues. Does this no? This is no, no, no good, in in uh, uh, in not reporting uh, factual data. We went through um, South Fulton with the regional council, put all the data out. Here it is, and you know if if you want to be a a partner in helping to improve it, great because there's issues. Mm -hmm. It's you know there's issues between staffing and traffic and hospital uh, wall times. Um, and because they're they're facing, they're, you know, we're not pointing fingers. They're facing um, their own challenges as hospitals and the overcrowding due to the population growth and the yeah. great things that are happening in the city. Um, but so we've got to bring this data together and come to solutions and and get away from sensationalizing things and pointing fingers and finding a scapegoat for an issue. That's not what we're here to do, right? Compromise discourse. I, somebody posted this a while back. Discourse used to be. Not one side winning, but two sides coming together in the middle to figure out what the greater good was. Uh, absolutely. And that's what politics was supposed to be. But what we see too many times is... People are just hunkering down. Yeah. Getting in their trenches. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and then the factual reporting of that is important, right? So yes. one of the things that was, you know, when you, when you look at uh, our inquiry into DeKalb County for the past year and a half, we talked about ambulance response times, ambulance... So let's let's remember that... The ambulance is a component of the entire system, and right. just one component. One component, yeah. and so uh, no one ever talked about the first response system. Those guys do a phenomenal job. Look, in, on average, of six to seven minutes in DeKalb County, a DeKalb County first responder is on scene with a patient. Patients being treated, and they are right. highly educated first responders. Absolutely, you know, some yeah. are ALS level. Um, uh, first responders that are out there providing that care. So, you know, so you know, let's talk about the truth and the reality of the matter. Now, we're just talking averages, and let's, let's all admit there's, there's outliers that we continue right. to work on, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's a geographical outlier or, or a temporal one. But, um, you know, we, we, we need to be honest with ourselves and say, Here, here's the deal. The fir fire first responders are unseen within six to seven minutes on average, okay? Today, the ambulance is unseen within 10 to 11 minutes on average. Let's say, let's even say 12. Okay? Sure. Okay. Let's say 12. So, in, from the time you hang up the phone in six minutes, there is somebody knocking on your door, right, providing care. And while they're doing that, six minutes later, an ambulance is there. Mm -hmm. Now, we all were providers, right? Uh, yeah. Out there, right? Mm -hmm. There's very few scenarios where it's load and go anymore. Right. Right. So the six minutes that the first responders are on scene, they're doing their thing. And remember, right, we have to find out who the patient is. What's yeah. their problem? We have to do an assessment, right? All the, guys, all the things that you mm -hmm. guys teach in school mm -hmm. have to be done. That can't be done in six minutes. What's, and what's phenomenal now is that you've got that, and then they have the extra help there six minutes later. And in 12 minutes, this patient 
you know, is, is under excellent care and being packaged and getting ready to go to the hospital. That's the reality of the situation. You That's realize, the truth of the matter. Do you realize people are complaining about this? And they probably can't even get their hamburger from McDonald's that quick? <laughs> well, they tell you, uh, park in that lane and we'll come out and bring it to you. Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, 12 minutes is phenomenal to get from, to have anything delivered. I mean, you're talking about going from a station to somebody's house in 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. U.S. Postal Service can't do that. I mean, who else can do that? Yeah. There's no, you know, that in DeKalb County, that's an amazing number. And I applaud you for that because that is phenomenal. No, I appreciate it. You know, it's a, it's a team. It's a team there in DeKalb. Um, it starts with the dispatch team and, and the DeKalb Fire Rescue and their leadership and getting those calls through, then over to the AMR side and the plan and the fleet maintenance and the personnel and the training that all goes into putting 40, 45 trucks yeah. on the road every day to make that number, um, and then down to the care that's delivered on scene by our EMTs and paramedics. Phenomenal, phenomenal work. Um, and so that's the message that has to get out is, is yeah, we'll continue to improve the, the system like everybody else is, but the truth of the matter is, it was funny when we looked, when the Region 3 Council looked at stacks and stacks of data, you remember seeing yeah. the piles and yeah. piles of paper? Those poor guys um, spent hours and hours, volunteers, by the way. Right. Those, those, right. No, none, of, none of those guys are paid to do that work. Uh, went through, and, and if you remember that last meeting, you know, it was, it was really nice to hear things like Dr. Nick say, there, there are places around this country that would love to have these response times, right? Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, yeah. we the understand country, their issues. There's places here in Georgia that would love to have those response times. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Look, and I'll be, you know, we got to continue to improve, right? We want to mm -hmm. get better and better and better. That's, you know, we'd love to get to zero, right? And, and as a system or as an industry, we're looking at how to deliver care, whether it's in person or not, right? Yeah. Quicker and quicker, training and CPR and equipment and AEDs and, this is what we do as an industry, and I think the public needs to know that. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and for the insight, you always look at turnover rates for your employees, right? Because, I mean, reality is you're not going to have 100% retention. That's that's pretty much impossible. But in general, I don't need you know, specifics or anything, but is it a fairly long-term career at AMR that you're finding statistically, or what's your that's turnover? So that's a changing dynamic, because as, as we become integrated and become the bigger global medical response company we are, the path, the career paths uh, have just opened up, right? So, But I mean, your retention, like medics tend to jump a year to two years, they'll be in a place and they'll jump to another job. Are you finding that you're retaining medics yeah. and EMTs yeah. longer? Because that speaks to a company when you can retain employees. It is, yeah. And so we talk about the paramedic shortage, right? But just equally as important is the paramedic retention, right? right. So you've got to yeah. keep them. You've got to make them happy. We can't, you know, we can't work the people into the dirt. I mean, that, that, does, that doesn't do us any, any good. What we're focused on now is providing great leadership, a really good environment for the paramedics and EMTs to work in, to be supported, right, and given the tools that they need to do the job. Uh, and then every once in a while, have an event, throw them a bone. And so those are the things we're focused mm -hmm. on, right? And an opportunity for growth. An opportunity right. for growth. And how do you learn and grow? And so we're, you know, mm -hmm. we're providing them with educational opportunities. There's scholarships. EMTs can, we've, we pay our EMTs to become paramedics. We put them through school. Um, Not here, I'm saying, you know, you can send them away. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we can <laughs> talk about that after the show. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we got it. We're working on that paramedic. That's that gotcha journalism, you Watch out, Terrence. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
that I've pointed out in the past, and since you're here, because you can correct me if I'm wrong, because we hear all the time, you know, people beating up on DeKalb County. And I always take it personal because, and I always like to point out there, I'm not taking up for AMR specifically. AM, because if it was a different service, I'd be taking up for them. What's been happening, right? Those individuals that are out there busting their hump, they're getting talked bad about. AMR is getting talked bad about, and they don't deserve it. But if it was another service, it'd be the same thing, you know. So we're not labels aren't the important thing but what I do want to point out from what AMR has done and correct me if I'm wrong initially they y'all had about 30 I guess the initial contract was like 30-ish trucks right. and what they wanted and now here you are you, to provide the service effectively to the people of DeKalb County you got 50 plus trucks on the road now your contracts only providing I, and I don't know about the compensation part, and that's not what I'm getting to, but to me, your initial agreement was 30, and you've gone up almost, you know, 50% more than that. So now you've got 50-plus trucks on the road to provide that service effectively to the community. I don't know of, you know, any other service that could do that, to be honest with you. I mean, without the backing that your service has, being able to throw, I mean, 15 trucks a day, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, appreciate you saying that because I mean, we do feel that pain sometimes. But, you know, uh, today's environment in DeKalb is nothing like what it was in 2013, right? We right. are almost seven years later, and that, that county has grown leaps and bounds. I mean, so the first year, you know, started off well, and then we started to face these challenges, and things just started happening. And we just kept working at it, and working at it, and working at it. And I appreciate you saying that because I was thinking about it on the way here. Um, DeKalb County, I don't remember what year they decided to outsource the transport unit, but uh, AMR had has had the staying power. We have been the only mm -hmm. ambulance service to stick mm -hmm. by our partners through thick and thin, and it's been thick, yeah. <laughs> right? So, but. But that's our commitment, right? I mean, so you see these articles that say troubled ambulance provider. Look, if we were so troubled, we would maybe you would have packed have 50 up. Plus time, you right? wouldn't have fifty trucks on the road. Uh, if absolutely, you're right. And so, um, and you're always, you know, in this industry, as you all know, right? It's, it's always, you know, everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Right? Yeah. Right. And so that's just the industry we're in. That's the that's the environment. That's, that's how calls happen. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. um, we're continually faced with that. So our management team uh, on the ground there in DeKalb County for for year for years, year after year, have been, you know, in pursuit of just continuously improving to get to this point. Right. It's not, we're not doing what we did in 2013 today. I'm like, glad yeah. you said that, right? It's completely different. Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to change. You know what? In five years from now, it's going to change again. But AMR did that. Nobody really came down and said, put 15 more trucks on the road. Yeah, AMR the cab fired it and dictate you did that, right? AMR no, well, so we work together. Work. So, and I'll make it clear, we have an excellent working relationship. With, I have so much respect for Chief Fulham, CEO Michael Thurman. They have worked with us because to, in order to grow, it's not just us throwing things at it. It has yeah. to be integrated into their system, right? Whether it's the CAD or vehicles or equipment or training mm -hmm. protocols or DeKalb County's program. All those things, right? It was. It's been a collective effort um, to get to this point, and and we're, 
you know, we're really proud of where we are today. I really want to get Chief Fulham on. Every time I, I try to wait after the meetings to approach him face-to-face, but after those meetings, everybody's talking to him. And they're not just talking like, hey, talking. They're business. I mean, they're blowing out papers. and they're going. So I never – he's a busy guy. But I really want to have him on to talk about the fire side of the cabinet they've gone through. But that brings us actually to uh, – well, first, I want to go back to – you were saying DeKalb County as a whole just gets beat up on in the news, which is true. You don't hear about, you know, Atlanta fire – unless they're doing something spectacular or APD, unless there's something tragic, you know, you don't hear about South Fulton in the news very often. And I'll be honest with you for as long as I've been around this industry, which is 96 Grady's been the heralded angel of EMS, which I don't understand at all. And I just realized nobody can see me talking and that makes no sense. There we go. (laughs) Uh, But I don't understand why I've seen other ambulance companies come and go but the hospital and that service is like the we don't touch them because it's founded so long ago in Atlanta. Like, but the times have changed. You know, uh, it was Georgia Baptist, which is now Atlanta Medical Center, always was in the shadow of Grady as a hospital. Yet they're literally on par with Grady on every standard. There's, they just don't run their own EMS service. You know, I don't understand why this industry heralds one company and tries to tear down seemingly every other company. That's out there because Royal Metro got it. Before, you know, they got that kind of grief before you came around as AMR. And, and, and yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I've been haven't been around Georgia that long, um, but you know, from what I've been told, yeah, the cabs had their fair share um, of being in the spotlight. But mm-hmm. you know, and then in today's world, it's all about sensationalism, right? Whether yeah. you watch CNN or whatever you watch, um, there was a, a horrific MCI that happened yesterday in Connecticut. God bless those those the victims and and their families, and our first responders. I didn't see an inch of that on the news yesterday. There was a couple fatalities. Oh. There's um, dozens injured in a I think it was an a old uh, war, World War II plane uh, that crashed into an airfield. Right. Wow. What what happened here that that is not you know news anyway. My point is is that you know it, it just seems to be that we now live in a world of what what's what's newsworthy is yeah. things that are you know troublesome and those things. What's going to bring in the ratings? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, you know, and and so you know, I think we and, and everything else kind of falls falls victim to that, and and that's why again, I appreciate you guys having mm-hmm. me on this show um, uh, to really you know tell know, what's going on. I know personally, I've found because I deal with this with our competitors and with programs out there or opportunities out there for us because we're for-profit and AMR's for-profit because we're all for-profit, we're the devil. But all the, you know, everybody else that's not for-profit or they're counting well, non-profit or non-profit is different non-profit than not-for-profit. Or non-profit, yeah. you know, they're the angels. Like, oh, y'all aren't doing this for money. But, yeah. but that's not but what non-profit the, means. But their presidents and vice presidents are making – Three hundred fifty, five hundred thousand a year. Million, you know, yeah. like really. I mean, what's profit here? You know, because like you, AMR just gave millions of dollars to the Bahamas. I haven't seen any. Where are the other nonprofits that you know EMS services? There, where are they? So, one thing I've noticed is that y'all have been dedicated to getting the job done and doing the job right. 
Appreciate that. You know, that's it's been apparent, and it has not gotten out into the mainstream. And I can say this, and I'm not just saying this for my opinion. I'm saying this because I'm talking to the people who are on the street. I'm talking the to the, the employees, yeah. the employees that are afraid to be here because they don't want to say the wrong thing and start trouble. And I'm like, well, tell me what you want said. You know, tell us what you want said. And we're conveying this because they're out there, and they're saving lives. They're holding hands. They're working with the community. They love the community in which they work in. They're doing community projects. Y'all are doing community outreach. They're participating in that. They're teaching CPR classes. They're teaching Stop the Bleed classes. You're doing first responder classes for, for um, what, the Boy Scouts. Yep, yep. Y'all are doing stuff like that. This stuff you're not getting reimbursed for. You're doing that as a service to the community because you care about the community in which you live and in which you serve. And that is a, that's a huge shout out. Now I know other services do the same thing. It's not just y'all. The other sir, I know that. that this the, is, that's uh, the unsung. You don't ever hear about other services doing it. I mean, I've, been, I've been hard on Grady, but I know they're doing some similar stuff. Yes. I mean, every company does. And that never gets called out in the news of, Hey, look at this great, Teaching this, these donating their time to Boy Scouts or anything like that. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, in the cab, um, I, I can't. We've done dozens and dozens a year of community outreach events, from safety fairs, mm -hmm. um, seatbelt. Um, uh, I'm sorry, car, uh, child car safety. Yeah, the car seats, seat stuff. Right? Yep. Installing that, um, public awareness. Uh, so it, it, you know, honoring our veterans, um, honoring those lifesavers. Things out in the schools. We're doing a lot of stuff with the high schools. Um, to be able to train them in just basic stop the bleed, finding those are interesting first responder courses, helping to train with CPR, all that stuff. It's part, I think, you know, we just we just don't have a widget that we just put out ambulance transports. It's part right. of our responsibility um, to address the community as a whole and provide all those services. So, yeah, we're there at their worst moments, but also, you know, part of what we have to do is education and public yeah. awareness to help prevent some of that, right? Yeah, it, somebody say yeah, you're working against your own cause. No, that's not true. There's going to be no. calls anyway, right? But the yeah. the more we can make a community healthier and play our part in that, and be partners with the health departments and the hospitals and the county and the fire department, um, that's that's where we play. We continue to play yeah. today. And uh, maybe we should get in contact with their PR department, and we can come because we want to talk about all the stuff that goes on in our EMS world in Georgia, so we can come cover some of those fairs and. You talk about this. I think we got a question that's came up. We do. Up. Let's, yeah. Let's hit that question up. Um, so, as we know, with the then what do you think? A request for proposal came out for the cab fire. That that has been kicked as a the council members have so eloquently put it kicked down the road, and the goal lines keep getting moved. Uh, but the reality is you're getting three-month extension. So you're working on borrowed time right now as a company. Sure. And still yeah. investing all this in the county. Why does it keep getting kicked down the road, and how do you prepare for possibly losing that contract? So um, we don't know. We we can't speak to that. That's that's county business. Um, we respect them. We're good partners. And and to your point, uh, whatever they need, we will be here. So if they need another extension, we will continue to extend. Look, we've got employees that live, work, and play in DeKalb, and we have a vested interest in those folks. Um, we have a vested interest in this community. Um, so we will continue down whatever it takes to provide the service here and continue to do so, we will. Um, so th th that answers that, that so question. The next, so the next extension is what, till December? 
till correct uh, so that it was approved at uh, December 31st and okay. so um, you know I'm not sure what what uh, if I've been asked what the delays are that's not for me to answer um, we've put in our proposal and whatever the cab needs from us we'll we'll gladly continue to provide and and as far as the community awareness goes uh, we talked a little bit about you were in South Fulton you left South Fulton but you just I won't put out exactly what you said but you relayed some information today about y'all are still having to put money into that county because of investments that you know, that AMR had made into South Fulton that now you're not even servicing that county anymore. Right. I mean, we still you have know. an operation there. We still yeah. have a building with, you know, eight years left on a multi-million dollar lease. Um, and so we operate our non-emergency business out of, out of that location. It's in a great spot by the airport. Um, really, really nice location. Um, but yeah, we've, you know, we've had those investments. We're going to make the best of it. And to that point, so let's, I mean, the proposal, this extension keeps happening, but the proposal has to close, and then they have to pick their provider, right, DeKalb County, right? Because it's not just a one and done. It's, uh, okay, now the, the, the window has closed. I'm not sure if it's already closed. Can, can companies still put proposals no, in? No, I think that's been closed. Okay, review process, and that's what's going on. And worst-case scenario for you would be they announce – Tom Campaign's EMS service takes over the cab. Yeah. You know, we're working on that. <laughs> no, we're not working on that. <laughs> I told him I'd quit instantly if he put that in. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean for Koenig? We know traditionally employees. Well, here's an interesting thing about AMR and GMR is that traditionally employees will stay where they work. They'll just change uniforms and trucks, right? right? But South Fulton Grady came in. The employees came up to the cab. Or other or your other areas, uh, majorly. Yeah, most of, from what I understand, most of the employees stayed with AMR. They did, they did, and um, you know we're we're really we're which, proud of that. Which says something, speaks right. volumes about that service because I know there's a lot of other services there. People are gone. You know they, you you offer them fifty more cents an hour and they leave. You know, yeah. that's yeah, not happening. Right. No, you know, it speaks to the career path. And, and look, again, it's really important for us to keep our folks. And, you know, what happens in Metro Atlanta is it's such a, as busy it is, as it is, right? All these counties are adjacent to each other. Employees have mm -hmm. choices. They can work wherever they want to work. We've got to make it so that they want to work here. They yeah. want to stay here. So that that's what we continue to do. And that helps with the whole situation because you get that, that employee that's been there two, three, four, five years. They know the territory. They know the... The protocols they know the politics they know the fastest route to get there that benefits everybody it, it does and it was you know a, it was an important point one of one of the most memorable uh moments in the south fulton saga if you will sure um is we met with all of our employees and we had uh there was one paramedic who sat there with tears in her eyes and she said i'm staying but who's going to take care of miss jones and i said what do you what do you mean miss jones She's mm -hmm. like, I respond to Miss Jones three to four times a week, and she lives in College Park. I've known her for years. She knows me, when, and she knows all of us. She's now getting a new face. I know that Miss Jones doesn't, is diabetic and doesn't take care of herself. So when I go there, not only do I treat her, but I help her understand how the diet is, and I spend time. Yeah. And I said, I, I, I teared up with her. I said, you know, you can't take for granted the quality of care that's developed from within the system. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, you know, the other side of it, you know, is the competing side of it is you want to keep these employees. They're great people. You invest a lot of time and effort. And you if know? there's an opportunity to keep them, we will. And well, so to that point, if you lose the the cab contract, 
December 31st. As a company, what does that mean for you? Because you have one other place in Georgia that people can go that could not take all the employees from DeKalb, right? Um, well, so we, I have to tell you, we would encourage everyone to stay, right? I mean, De DeKalb County needs the resources, right? So we're not going to say, please come work for us. It's not a competition. These people are, De are DeKalb County EMS folks, right? To your point about changing shirts. Yeah. Right. So. Mm -hmm. If that should happen, right? Um, and and I can't speak too much about it in the future. We're just waiting sure. for today, right? But All right. but yeah. Well, I know you guys have planned contingency plans. I mean, yeah. that's what and a good and company does. If that does. should happen, it's really important that we keep that community intact. And and so yes, they do have a choice, right? And 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 they and we're, we can't stop them from doing what they're going to do, right? Right. But if they're going to work in that community, we encourage them to work in that community to respond to Mrs. Jones and continue to do that, right? And DeKalb County is going to make the right decision, right? This is, you know, this is probably one of the uh, one of the times that DeKalb County is going to do things right. They're they're looking at it. Look, they're taking extra time. They've had time. their time. Yep. They're take take all the time. Make this the right choice. You've got new leaders in place. You know, between the chief and the CEO and the deputy director, uh, th those guys are really looking at the system in a way that not, that's never been looked at before. Somebody actually messaged us uh, today saying they weren't going to be able to watch, and, and they had some comments. And this and that. one of the comments was, they've been around for a long time, and they've watched EMS bounce back and forth in the CAD, depending on who the fire chief was. New fire chief, new EMS. Uh, right. But the, what the community doesn't necessarily know is, to me, this equates to it. it and I personally think AMR is going to keep it. You've invested a lot in the county. I've, I've heard how Chief Fulham speaks about it. Uh, I've seen over this past year and a half how the cab is looking at, like you said, in a new way. They're looking at everything. It's not just new chief, new system, or hey, you're the problem. Let's bring in somebody else for a new problem. So they're they're trying to fix a future pro uh, problem and, and and bolster this up. Uh, so I believe AMR is probably going to stay. But if you leave, there's a time frame. And I know if I remember the reports right, when Rural Metro left. 30 days, and they were out. And that's why you, as AMR, had to rush into a crappy contract. Because they, they, the cab was like, we got 30 days. We got to do something to protect the people. Yeah, so we, we came in, put the trucks in, the people in. The, I mean, those 30 days, unheard of. I mean, I've been part of system transitions and some large ones, in fact, um, where it takes, you know, 90 days. Um, and, and that's tight. Yeah. Uh, but for us to deploy the resource and get this up and going, running 30 days was, was remarkable. And... To that, and again, I think you're going to stay, but to that point of what if you don't, a, how, what time frame is AMR prepared to, to help the community and make sure the transition goes smoothly? Oh, so, yeah. I mean, if there is a transition, uh, if we are, the, of course, you know, it's, it's going to go smooth. It's going to, it's going to be as long as we need it to make sure that they're, they're left in good hands, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's going to, you know, uh, hopefully we don't have to go there. I don't like to think about that because, you know, we are heavily invested in DeKalb and um, we continue and... Uh, um, to provide that service today to the best of our ability, we'll continue to partner with them. I think the only reason is coming because we've had a lot of the employees who are nervous. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm pretty sure you see it. You know, they, the uh, uncertainty causes or presents challenges. You know, whenever you wake up every day and you look at the news, just waiting on the news to come because you know it's coming. You know, and then... It's another 90 days, and it just keeps coming, and it's building up with employees, you know, anxiety. So that's sure. why, you know, they ask us to ask. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. We're yeah. throwing uh, it out there, and I think that helps really you, for them to know that yeah. that they will be a transition, that if something does happen, that they're, it, it's not going to be, 
because I've seen services where people have gone to work and the door's locked. Oh, I've done that, yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's not going to happen. Not with AMR. I don't think you've ever, ever seen it or will see it. Uh, We have a commitment. Uh, Again, look, we've, like I said, we've had thick and thin in DeKalb. (laughs) We stick through it, right? Our commitment is to the community. Um, So we, we hold that true. You keep you keep saying what you've invested in the cabin commit, commitment to community, but you're the largest airline service in the the world. Comparatively, are you investing as much in other communities? Like, I mean, it's been a problem, child. So I don't mean I know you treat everybody equally, and you're, you're going in and treating communities equally. I don't mean that. But I mean the time, the money, the resources, the meetings, the battles. Is do you have any other heavy investments plus? problem children anywhere else that you serve in the world um look so i mean there's there's systems that have their inherent issues um but every system is its own system so um and and it's designed differently it's got its challenges right every system has a challenge and it's going to be completely different depending on where you are right you've got the west coast that has a completely different environment, right? Medicare mm-hmm. pays completely different on the West Coast mm-hmm. um, than they do on the East Coast, right? So, the, so there's, you know, um, there's, there's that difference, right? There's the environment and, um, you know, what type of city we're serving. Is it rural or urban? And um, all those are different. So um, when AMR comes into a community to provide ground service, um, we get in the community, understand that community, and help to provide solutions designed specific to where that is. Right, so we don't have a uh, one-size-fits-all. Are y'all um, investing or investigating or looking into, like, the community paramedic programs anywhere? Yeah, so um, we are uh, two ways. Um, so we, so several places around the country, we have mobile integrated health services. What you've been seeing, what's been popular, mm-hmm. um, is, is working with paramedics and SUVs going out. Um, and they're different missions, right? So depending on where they are, some are looking to prevent readmissions. Some are looking to divert transports to other um, areas. Uh, we're also looking at working with uh, insurers as well, because these are the guys that drive healthcare. Right? Yeah, right? unfortunately. So you know, we're at the table with the big companies, trying to help them find solutions where we're providing care at a moment's notice, uh, f- first and foremost, pre-hospitally. Right. Mm-hmm. And then so that's where everything starts. So that's where we're looking at different solutions. So, again, depending on where you are, yeah, we are look, we are operating some of those. We are conversing about some of those. Um, uh, AMR has submitted uh, DeKalb County and, and North Fulton County to Medicare to be a pilot site for ET3, um, which is which is an uh, innovative program that Medicare will be Medicare will be implementing next year um, to be able to transport Medicare beneficiaries to places other than the ER. To be able to okay, we've talked about that for yeah. years yeah. in EMS. So um, that's one of it, right? So they yeah. also want to look at reimbursing us for treatment, no transport on scene for different conditions. Because that right? keeps that ER whole time down, right? And right. their and Medicare's costs down because they're not paying hospital facility fees. All the sense in the world. Yep. So that's coming. Um, we're, we're in the process of that. Um, CMS is uh, currently working on designing those programs. They've been taking applications um, for agencies and areas that want to implement that we've been out there looking at urgent care centers and different other uh, other different sites that are willing to take patients to see if they want to partner um so the next year uh is is going to be incredible um, i think it's a wake-up call for the industry where everyone's involved do we have a service a uh a sitting 
department in Alabama that sends us their, um, you know, their students. I don't know. It's always, we're glad to have them, but it's amazing that they drive from Birmingham to here to, right. to take our to take our program. How many schools there's in between? But yeah. we love it, you know. But they were telling us that now in Alabama, they're transporting to urgent care centers. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's areas that are doing it. Um, and there are different insurance payers that are allowing it. Actually, so Georgia Medicaid um, allows that now. So if uh, Medicaid recipients, and there's, there's some qualifiers and there's some rules, sure. and they were still trying to flush it out. But they did pass last year uh, a rule that would allow EMS to transport to urgent care centers. Um, so that is now being developed. But yeah, I mean, we're mm -hmm. in a big shift, in a big shift. So Matt, I'm going to say this wrong, Pisarski is one of your employees. He says, we believe in our mission statement. What is AMR's or GMR's mission statement? Uh, providing care at a moment's notice anywhere in the world. So, um, and that, that's with GMR. Um, so we believe in that. Um, we believe in what we do. We believe in our employees um, and what they do. They're just, they're the magic um, in our jobs. You know, our, our org charts are upside down where we sort of, a, we report to the employees because right. they're the ones that are telling us what, what's going on out there and, and yeah. they're the ones we have to listen to. So uh, is there anything else you want to throw? I got one more thing to ask. Was there anything Please. else? No, go ahead. Because uh, we've got, uh, we're about out time, and I know you're, you're a busy person, but it's actually a controversy for the two of you, one last controversy oh, no. to address. Uh, Michael Rollet is one of your employees. He also works here, and I believe he said the other day, you're the greatest boss in the world, so I thought maybe you two could fight what? it out over oh, who, no. who wins Michael yeah. in this. Hey, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. Yeah. But he speaks very highly yeah, of you personally, yeah. and and well, you don't forget where you come from, uh, right? You yeah. Know, so I've been in it, been in the trenches, been in the truck, twelve hours working I got crazy you, calls. Michael. I'm watching you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so you don't forget, and the, and yeah. so one of the reasons some of us get promoted is to take care of those that take care of people, and that's that's all. That's what a good right leader in. does. So so you know, take care of the people, and they take care of you. Tom, you got anything to, to throw out here, sir? No, I'm, thank you so much for coming. A anything else you want to throw out there about? No, just one more. You know, I continue yeah. to harp on it. We have the best employees in yes. the world. These guys, I mean, in DeKalb County through thick and thin, um, responding to some of the toughest calls um, that we've seen. DeKalb County has its, you know, urban areas, but it has its rural areas, right? These guys can work a farm accident and then go to an inner city shooting on the same day. And, and that skill set um, they keep up with. Um, mm -hmm. What they do is phenomenal. We can't do it without them. If anyone wants to join our team, uh, like I said, I think you've heard a lot about um, what we do in DeKalb. Go to amr.net. And uh, and you'll find a career here with us in, a, in the metro Atlanta area. Nice. So y'all hear awesome. that? They're hiring. Always, Always. right? Yeah. Always. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So come and on board, join the team. Highest paid paramedics. What about EMTs and advanced EMTs? As well, advanced EMTs as well. Yep. Okay. And we're actually taking the EMTBs, and we have programs to uh, turn them into. Bees. I got my hand slapped by the state because they're EMTs now. Oh, EMT. Yeah. Right. So yeah. anyway, we're <laughs> making them mean, into yeah. EMTIs <laughs> and doing that on our own accord. So. Yeah, uh, and I, we had a former student of ours actually called me up the other day here at the school, and this is his first research. He hadn't gone through it yet, and he's asking you about. Or actually, he's proactive, so his research not even this coming spring; it's like the following spring. Okay. And he was asking about it, and I said, "I was like, well, yeah, we're working on a program, blah blah. blah. We do these classes." But I said, "Don't. You, where do you work?" He said, "I was like, dude, 
they are handing you hours. I'm like, yeah. You know, I've seen classes posted. It's like, well, that's what you do. And he, he actually was off that day. He was going to drive up to the office to see what classes you had posted to do that. So that's something you offer yeah, your employees yeah. is a bunch of continuing education. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, God bless the, the management um, at our operations in DeKalb and also in Fulton County and in Troop County and mm-hmm. down in, in our uh, Atlanta uh, uh, non-emergency division. But the management team, that's what they do. They continuously look for ways to improve the workforce, to give them opportunities to learn and grow uh, and be part of an amazing, amazing journey with, with GMR. So I remember uh, many years ago, I worked for AMR back in the 90s. And it was, they told you, continuing education is your responsibility. They didn't pay for it, nor did they pay for us to go. And I remember making $6.75 an hour and having to work overtime. I'm like, when do I have time to do this? I had to make time, and that's changed a lot. So now that's another thing. I mean, like here, my... Maisha uh, Pinkston says, everyone in upper management at AMR is approachable, and that's one of the many reasons why I stayed. So. Uh, appreciate that, Maisha. Yeah. And we've heard that a lot, and we hear about all these things that, you know, y'all are doing to help the work environment, help the community and stuff, and that's a very, you know, there's so many ways to address this response time issue, and that's what people don't understand. That's one of the things. You know, retention getting the good people to stay, having enough people. So I remember, like, even back in the 90s, when I started at AMR, I worked on a truck called the Replacement Truck. I was on the Replacement Crew. I don't know if y'all have that here. But I was not assigned a truck. My job was to come in to fill in for the people who called out sick because it was such a large operation. It was statistically every day you were going to have somebody call out sick. So my job was to come in, and then wherever somebody called out at, then I went and got that assignment. So, yep, yep. So, yep. Continue to look at uh, innovative ways to make sure that people are taken care of and they're doing the job that they they've uh, went to school to do. That's awesome. Um, and one, so one more thing, I just sure. again got to thank you guys for the show. Um, I've since I was on last year, I've had the opportunity to watch a couple shows here and there, like you know, driving in the car and your phone tells you that your Facebook live (laughs) show is on and uh, you guys have been honest, truthful. You bring out the real facts, uh, bring things that are relevant to our employees as well. Uh, As an industry, Mm -hmm. just want to let you know, we appreciate that. Appreciate you you doing this. We support you. Anything you need, we're here. Thank you so much. So on that point, uh, you can support us over at patreon.com forward slash nine one one studios is uh, for listeners of the show who want to help bring more of this kind of interview and have us go out and talk to other people. You basically help grow the show. You can come pledge your support there. Uh, we also have a podcast. So, yeah, we do record it live on Facebook. And a lot of people say, I have a hard time watching it. Well, the the, pre, the replay is on Facebook. And also go to our YouTube channel, which is slash Georgia Institute of EMS. Uh, but on anchor.fm, if you look up either Georgia Institute of EMS or EMS Underground, you can get the audio form. You can subscribe right on your phone. Or you know what? You can just do that in your player on your phone. You can just sub. I can't speak now. I did great, but my hour's up. I, I can't yeah, speak anymore. Up. Uh, but you can uh, absolutely subscribe, and then you automatically get the shows loaded to your phone he hasn't had as you his go nap. through. No, I have not. It's getting really hot. You see the the red is going up in my face like <laughs> the heat's getting me, man. Uh, that's just who I am. And yeah, and that's for everybody because I've had several of people contact us wanting, um, you know, to know about the replay. So it's out there. So y'all tell everybody out there who wanted to watch it to go. 
go to our site and watch it. You can watch it today, tomorrow, next week, next year. You can watch it. So. Yeah, absolutely. And again, Terrence, thank you for being on. Thank you. And being with yes, us and you. also being honest and, and addressing the things that need to get addressed. So uh, we appreciate seeing that. And uh, we look forward to seeing what's going to come in this, this year of, of so growth. Do we. So <laughs> it's going to be awesome. But tune in next week, everybody. We'll be back uh, Thursdays around 3 o'clock is when we do this. And we're going to be getting a lot more interviews and a lot more people in the industry on with us.